Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker betting show. This is your weekend racing preview focusing on Asker and the Victoria Cup and also looking as well at Lingfield where we've got a couple of Oaks and uh, Derby trials as well. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined by just one host, by one guest I should say today, but it is of course the man himself, Andy Holding. Andy, great to have you here. Uh, how's your week been at Chester so far? I'm not that much of an interest regards betting, um, George. I, I put up one yesterday too, which ran really well, finished second, so I was placed to get one in the frame, as it were. Um, day before, again, very quiet. I've had more of an interest, as we speak, on, on the day when recording here on Friday. Um, quite like the Chester Cup and some other races at Cap mm. TI as well. Um, but it's it's a bit of a silly season at the moment. As you see, there's seven or eight meetings today, including the Irish stuff, and, and there's nine tomorrow. So, um, trawling through it and then mm. coming up with the absolute best selections at the prices is becoming increasingly uh, a, a, a difficulty, an ongoing difficulty. But we'll, we'll do our best. Well, we all appreciate it. I've set a reminder for this time next year or or two weeks ago next year. Don't bet at Chester and don't bet at Punchestown. I think that's going to be my um, my means of... Uh, All you got to do is follow Willie Mullins. You don't, you don't have to not <laughs> yeah. bet at Punchestown. Well, just, follow Willie Mullins and see me follow Ryan Moore uh, and, and Edna O'Brien at, at Chester this week. That's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get into the racing itself. We're going to go through the card at Ascot and then have a look at those three races, um, you know, the two trials and also the, the listed race at Lingfield as well. Uh, before we do, just going to point you in the direction of the Odds Checker app. Please download it now for the best bookie, for the best prices. Bookie offers free bets, place terms and Andy's tips, as well as our other tips as well, straight to the app every morning uh, before racing too. The first race, the 145, is the uh, Royal Ascot Local Schools Art Competition Handicap. I hope the winner of that art competition uh, it does uh, well out of it, but Flying Solo is a six to one favorite for the race itself. Mascat eight to one, Screaming Petrus te- uh, eight to one, uh, Juan de Montalban uh, ten to one with Protected Guests, and just Hubert eleven to one, Boss Power, and HMS President twelve to one. Andy uh, for the opener. Yeah, first and foremost, a, a weakish looking favorite here um, to start off with. Uh, Flying Solo uh, from the David Marnusio stable. Um, that yard just hasn't really caught fire yet. I think they had a win of a fortnight ago but they've gone really quiet again mm. he's something like 17 days without a winner and nothing in the frame in the last fortnight so i'd want to take him on on his seasonal reappearance um there's a couple that catch the eye here uh juan de montalban um from the kevin philippot de foy stable um running that very good race at thursday of the day um at uh behind a horse called get shirty uh, mm. I, I, I napped a horse called Forza Auto out of that race of the day at Hamilton. Very rare bet for me in Hamilton. <laughs> uh, it must have been a good thing if, if I would have st- stick something up there, that Scottish track. Um, but uh, I, th- I think I think that's this time last week when we did the Guineas podcast, I, I mentioned Contact, the uh, yeah. David uh, Barron horse, who went on to win at uh, Newmarket over a mile and a half. He was second to uh, the aforementioned Get Shorty. Time figure is very good. And back in fourth was... Um, Juan de Montalban, who, to my eyes anyway, looking at him, the way he sort of faded in the last 50 yards, just blew up and looked as though he needed the run. He was bang there at the furlong pole, still looked a danger, but he just had a proper heave and, and didn't quite get home as well as, the, well as the others. Obviously, that run bound to have sharpened him up mentally, physically. Um, and that was his first run for new, new connections. I must have been up to delighted with that. He had three runs prior to that with David O'Mara. Um, going back further in his career, he, he was victorious for Andrew Baldwin a couple of times. Um, he likes good ground, so the soft ground at Thurst would have probably counted against him. Looking at the Ascot forecast, I think we're in for a bit of a dry day. Mm. 
Hopefully the galloping track will suit him fine. Should do, you know, mile and a half. Uh, and he's drawn four as well, which is, you know, relatively okay. So he's the number one choice ahead of uh, HMS president uh, from the Johnson Horton Yard. Uh, this horse, again, comes out of a good race on the time figures at Musselburgh first time. Maybe on Enemy, who should have won the Cigaro Stakes at Ascot next time. A whole host of horses have come out and run well out of that race subsequently. And again, another one that needed the run. Um, mm. You know, of his first one for 161 days. He went well in it until just faded in, in the last furlong. And then if you go back and look at his form here last year, um, you'll notice that he finished second uh, on Shergar Cup Day behind Graphite in a well-run contest. So he does like Ascot. Ascot form is, is clearly something that I'm always looking in, into. Um, so he's, he's definitely got uh, that box ticked. So, yeah, there's every sentence to uh, put these two up each way. I think one's nine to one or in and around the nine to one mark. The other one's 11, 12 to one. Um, Firms badge will be bet in five places, etc. I think if you yeah. bet either one of those two each way, uh, we won't be too far away. Juan de Montalban, uh, 10 to 1 best price. That's a bet 365, but as short as 7 to 1 elsewhere. And uh, HMS President is 12 to 1 with Paddy's Betfair Sportsbook and BetVictor um, Boyles and Betfred as well. So if you shop around for your prices using odds check, you can get 10s and 12s there on Andy's two selections. Most of those firms paying five places. Hills, though, paying uh, six as our Sky Bet. So do keep an eye out on those place terms as well. Second race on the card is the 220. Uh, the Buckhound Stakes, a listed race, and Alassie is the seven and four favourite ahead of Third Realm at seven to two, alongside Stowell, who's also seven to two, uh, 11 to one bar the rest with Universal Order, Mandoob, uh, Nail Quickly, something else, and then 150 to one shot, uh, propping up the field and two odd pals. How do you see this one going? Um, a lot depends on what kind of shape Al Azi's in. Um, he's just become a little bit of a frustrating character of late. Uh, prior to that, he's been very consistent. Looked as though he's going to go right to the very top. But the last two runs uh, last season just kind of have checked the momentum and just sort of let, let, left you with a little bit of a sad taste in the mouth. He, mm. he looked as though he was going to win at Newby quite comfortably. Uh, he didn't quite get home. Um, they dropped him back in trip um, to run on Champions Day and that ended up being a bit of a disaster. Obviously, the rain came and that uh, blunted his, his, his speed, his turn of foot that he's got. On his days, we know he's very, very good, as we saw early on last season when he, when he won at Newbury. He looked, like I say, as though he was going to um, go to the very top. And then that run in the Coronation Cup beyond Pile Driver solidified that view. But like I said, he's just gone backwards a little bit uh, since, since, since then. Whether I'd want to take a short price is open to question. The positive is that he does go well fresh. And if the rain does keep away, then conditions are going to be in his favour. Of course, he missed Chester this week because of the rain. So he's probably the right favourite on on his quality and overall mm. form. But like I say, I'd, I'd, I'd probably, with the dead eight runners, look, look to back something each way. Um, third realm style, obviously, two four-year-olds, stroke three-year-olds from that season who ran in you know, some good quality races are the obvious two to concentrate on. Uh, third round ran really well in the derby, finished fifth behind Adair and several other good runs, including beating Adair, of course, in the Linfield derby trial. Stand him out as probably the main danger. I, th- I think if he was each way territory, which I don't think he quite is, he, he would probably fit that criteria. And the other one is Mandoob. Uh, he's had a wind operation since last year, but I do like him. He's a real strong stayer. Um, I think he's going to make him into a nice middle distance horse th- this year. Whether a mile and a half might be a little on the short side, um, he's open to question. Um, but he's run here at Ascot, which is something that I quite like. Um, and he's got form tied in with Yabir as well uh, when he finished second to him um, on the July, July course last season. So he's not a million miles off these. 
He's definitely Brian Means' best horse in his yard. And at 10 to 1, or you might tell me he's slightly bigger than that, 12 to 1. If they're all eight, eight runners got a post, I, I, I think he's probably the value. Interesting runner here is Jim Goldie's horse, two old pals. I mean, Jim, I Goldie, Jim Goldie lost Best up. Lost leave of his senses. I mean, first time out, sending it all the way down to Ascot in a listed race <laughs> up against Group 1 horses. Put it this way, he must think that horse is very, very good to do that. Otherwise, he's going to be left with egg on his face. I mean, he wouldn't <laughs> want to see something completely tailed off. First time and also, out. And, also, and runs half well. What, what kind of handicap marks are you going to get as well? Well, it's, so. it's, I say it's just absolutely bizarre. That was the first horse I looked at. I thought, what on earth is going on there? You'd, <laughs> you'd expect that to run like in a Hamilton Maiden and yeah. you know, be, a, be a six, seven to one shot in a, in a against a couple of Southern Raiders. I've I, I no idea what that what's that doing in the race. But anyway, that's just a little um, something for the, um, the for the viewers to have a look at. But um, yeah, Allies is right favourite, but Mandoob is the value at 12s. Maybe it's uh, James Mans Long, the, the owner's dream to have a runner at Ascot on any day, and they've just sent oh, him no. down there for that. Uh, but, uh, well, eight runners. I mean, you have to assume that, that the plan is for, for Goldie's horse to run, but it might be worth just waiting until the day to back Mandoob there uh, in case one does come out uh, with, with dead eight runners as it stands. Obviously, if one comes out now, uh, you just get the, the quarter of the, the two places. Uh, the third race on the card is a maiden, um, and there are no prices as of yet, but a couple of interesting runners, uh, you know, only two of them, have pre have run before Dayan and Redemption Time uh, and a couple of powerful connections as you'd expect in a meeting like this as well with Godolphin coming here with two. Um, any any here that catch your eye? Can you can you shed some light on those that have got a, got a bit of form coming into the race? Um, well, a lot of these um, have, have come from sort of breeze ups, and you have to take on trust what they've done in those breezes, particularly if you I think um, at local at recent breeze ups. I think I think Wallbank. Was the second quickest breezer at the New Market Craven wow. um, um, sale not not so long ago, and it's quite significant for me anyway that uh, Ammo Racing decided to uh, break the bank and get him. I mm. think he cost the right few quid as well. I, I, I know I, he was definitely six figures in the in the realms of sort of four or even five hundred grand or something like that. I mean he's he's, he's by Kodiak uh, No Lippy. If you remember No Lippy, she mm. was a real precocious. Um, Philly trained by Mark Johnson, who won, I think, the first three races in a career. So very much pumping a lot of precocity into his pedigree. Um, and, of course, you know, being a, a fast breezer uh, and, and Amo Racing when to hit the ground running with their two-year-olds prior to Ascot, that one is likely to come in for some significant support. Um, obviously, and I haven't seen the market yet, but I imagine he'll be close to favourite. Redemption time sets the standard. Having run well first do you, time. Just out. Do, you, do you think he will be favoured? Just given that, given I mean, I know that Ammo have obviously putting pumping a lot of money into racing, but given the connections of the other horses, and you've got a, a kind of David Lottman trained horse, do you think there's any chance he kind of flies under the radar despite the the um, the money spent? I doubt it because bookmakers nowadays have their cards marked with these kind of these kind of horses. Yeah. I mean, they could probably put him in tentatively. Let's say. Two to one, five to two, and behind maybe Redemption Time or, or even the Godolphin horse who's got a good page. Yeah, um, they're, they're very difficult races to price up. Going to Noble Star, he's by Kingman out of a horse that um, always used to make me laugh uh, just because of its name, Eartha Kitt. I don't know if you remember Eartha Kitt. Yeah, uh, she was a very uh, useful horse when trained by Tom Dascombe, and, and I think was sort of listed or Group Three level. So I think that's her um, first dabble into the into the breeding barns. So it'd be interesting to see how, how he mm. goes. So very, very fascinating race for lots of reasons. Uh, but yeah, definitely based on the vibes and what I've been told about that wall bank, a good friend of mine went to the breeze ups and saw this wall bank in, in um, 
in the flesh and um, yeah. said he was very good. Interesting. Wallbank there, the one to, uh, to side with maybe in the maiden. Not often, not on many uh, betting podcasts, uh, racing previews, will you get tips for unraced two-year-olds. But that is where Andy comes in to his own. Hopefully we'll break the stopwatch on uh, in the third race at Ascot on Saturday. Uh, the 3.30 now is the Phillies handicap and Strawberry is the 4-1 to favourite with Delta Bay at 6-1 to alongside Spirit of the Bay at 6-1 to as well. Stunning Beauty 7-1, to Rising Star 15-2 to alongside Aurea, uh, Soft Whisper 10-1, to 12-1 to Serenading and Don't Tell Claire 14-1. to Yeah, I think of all the races we're going to touch on uh, on this podcast, this is the least um, appealing from, from, from my perspective. Uh, we've got loads of these still in the unknown category. Several of them either haven't had a run this season or they have been, um, for instance, in Maidan, such as Soft Whisper and Stunning Beauty. And we've got a lot of form away from Ascot as well. None of these, other than uh, Don't Tell Claire, have got strong course and distance form. So all in all, a complete and utter uh, dilemma of a race. Just because it's run well here before and the yard's in good form, I'd probably have a little bit of a a data tell um, don't tell Claire um, mm. when she won here back in September I thought she was quite impressive that day the clock certainly suggested that um, when she beat uh, State Occasion and several of the um, fillies in a very competitive race um, and she ran quite well in, in listed company subsequently um, rounding off her season by finishing just, just behind the likes of Memore and, and several other good horses again the yard as we said as I, as I said sorry um as in good shape. They had a win at Chester without gate yesterday. So putting all the um, strands together, then this one probably makes the most sense being as uh, being as it's got at least several positives in its direction. But as I said, you can make cases out for so many others. Um, I definitely won't be sticking anything up in this race anyway. Let's move on then uh, on to the 4.05. And this is the Tote Victoria Cup. Um 28 runners as it stands at the moment. Dark Shift is just about the 8-1 to favourite ahead of Fresh, although Fresh is a sea of blue uh, on odds checker at 9-1. to um, Varfatino is 12-1 to alongside One Ruler and uh, Chief of Chiefs, the same price as well. Magical Morning, 14-1. to Aratus, 16-1. to Accidental Agent, 16-1. to uh, The Turpinator, 16s. Path of Thunder, also 16s. Uh, Dance Fever, 18-1. to 20-1 to bar these. Not the easiest race to solve, Andy. Um, any views here? Um, well, the first thing to say um, is you need to pay close attention to the draw. Um, at Ascot on Friday, as we speak, mm. because we've got two straight track races. Um, one of them, a fairly sizable field. The other one, not quite so sizable. But where they race on the track, where the jockeys go, I think might have some kind of bearing to how the, the Victoria Cup is likely to pan out. Um, probably about four or five races a year is there as many runners on the straight track here at Ascot where the draw bias will be fairly pronounced. Looking at the, the sort of record over the years, uh, Riven in won it last year, drawn, drawn still 24. Then we go Kate Barr and 10, Ripoff 13, Fastnet Tempest 18, Flashfire 29, Speculative Bid 24, Gabriel's had 25, excellent guess 13. Mm. So straight away, you you know, the, the pattern is you want to be on a double-figure draw. So they tend to sort of race middle to near side. Um, so with that in mind, you certainly have to uh, factor in um, the, the gamble fresh, who ticks a lot of boxes, doesn't he? He's a, he's a track specialist. He looks as though he's been laid out for the race by James Fanshawe. 
And the way the way he ran on his comeback race of the day um, after a 163 day break certainly, you know, sort of lit, lit your eyes up, didn't he? The fact that he, yeah. he was last turning for home, he made belated lay headway, knocked knocked about, and then he got beat a short head. Um, the racing post comments were eye catcher. Um, <laughs> so you know they, they were they were basically just giving you a bit of a nudge nudge wink wink towards future yeah. targets. And, and as I said, this this looks ideal for him. He goes a little bit of cutting the ground. I think ideally he's better just with a little bit of ease rather than soft or genuinely heavy. Um, seven furlongs, he, 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 I think he's probably going to be his trip, although he has got solid form over, over six. Um, he ran well in last year's Strood's Cup, uh, not Strood's Cup, the, um, the Wokingham. So everything about fresh draw, track form, he's had a recent run and an eye-catching one at that, points you in the direction of him with regards to a, a good solid run. So I think he's the number one starting point. Because of the draw, I'd probably go against Dark Shift unless today's race and Ascot tells you otherwise because he's drawn store four. The, the other one or two I'd like to mention, Chief of Chief season a lot comes into the argument. He ran behind Fresh at, um, in that same race at Kempton. So he's had a run and he runs the track really well. But he is a nine-year-old now, so always best days behind him. The one ruler is definitely worth, worth a mention. Now, Godolphin have definitely targeted or are beginning to take these handicaps at Ascot a little bit more seriously. Now, if you remember Real World winning the um, the Hunt Cup, I think it was either last year, yeah. um, wasn't it? Um, and, and landing a bit of a gamble, 40s into 18s. So, that, so they don't mind running their listed stroke group horses in these handicaps. And, and one ruler, I, I mean, he's got an amazing body of work. If you look at some of the horses he's been running against in the last year, he's, he's obviously been over-tried or... or um, uh, run over the wrong trip. They, they ran him over a mile and a half last year in, in the derby. He was never, ever going to get the trip. Hmm. Um, they also ran him against Mahafeth um, um, in, in the uh, Hampton Court Stakes over a mile and a quarter. Again, he didn't get the trip. But he only got beat five lengths by the mighty Bayed um, over at uh, Newmarket last year when they dropped him back to a mile. And he was a massive eye catcher last time out at Maydan behind Stabber Companion Real World when he ran on to finish third from a long way back finishing ahead of Path of Thunder. He turned the form around with him on his previous run. I think he's going to run a hell of a race because I do think a strong run seven furlongs in a big field will really suit him. And he's drawn 19 towards the standside rail. The 12 to 1 for a you know a, a group horse, a genuine group horse as well in, against this kind of field is uh, definitely um, worth considering. And I'll just mention Val, Vafortino as well, a horse that used to be trained by Joseph O'Brien now with Kevin Philippart Defoy. He ran a really nice race on his comeback the other day. Just got beat by the old Bless Him um, mm. in a very strongly run race at New, Newcastle. The third has won since. And, and he's another one to throw into the mix. But I don't want to be mentioning too many names because I'll be here forever. <laughs> I, I, I would say whittling it down, I'll, given the draw, uh, Fresh has definitely got to be top of the pile. But one ruler, I think he's very much the class act of the race. <clears> and he should go well. Fresh nine to one best price with bet three six five one ruler twelve to one with plenty of firms. Uh, although Skybet do go eight places, but three six five or seven, which is the best place to go for, for fresh. But Skybet eight places and eleven to one for one ruler, which could be the way to play it. <clears throat> um, the penultimate race on the card is the, another Phillies handicap. Not many prices here. Uh, one firm is out though. William Hill after the rain, they've got seven or four. Trigoni eleven or four. Moon Island seven or two. Twisted Reality eight to one. Krima Inglesa, uh, nine to one, and Karma, eleven to one. Yeah, um, after the rain, he's obviously going to be very popular. Winner of his last two starts, including last time out at Windsor, 
Harry Davis is very much the go-to pilot for many stables nowadays, uh, but more predominantly Godolphin, who've used him uh, to good effect. Running here for Mark 71 with his £7 claim taken into account, clearly she's going to be very difficult to beat. But I do think Tregoni is going to be a, a serious danger to, to the favourite based on her run uh, the other day at uh, Windsor. Uh, when she was involved in a very strong little race, our time figures that we've got suggest that Windsor race uh, was uh, well above average. It was won by a, um, um, Andrew Lord Webber horse, um, Dialectable U, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but the numbers for that race suggest that, like I said, it was a really good race for a Class 4 race. And, and Trigoni was absolutely desperate and lucky not to win it. Um, was racing behind the favourite up the stand side row, but the gaps just didn't appear at all in the last furlong or so. And she literally finished hard on the bridle, almost not known as that she'd had a, had a run at all. Um, she runs off the same mark. She, she's in the same form. And then, um, you know, she should be going very, very close to winning a race like this. Obviously, this is different. It's on the round track and she's stuck on the outside in a field of six. So, obviously, Adam Kirby's got to try and get a bit of cover. But Brian, he does and, and he, she slots in quite nicely and settles early on. Given what I saw the other day of her, she's going to be very, very dangerous as a favourite. So, Trigoni for me at the prices. Trigoni <clears throat> is 11-4 to four there uh, for Adam Kirby uh, and uh, Clive Cox, the one to take on the favourite with. Uh, in the penultimate race, Ascot, and on to the last, another handicap. Again, just hills out, uh, world of Windover, 92 favourite with Mamilius, 11 to 2, Big Bard, and under the Twilight, 9 to 1, Mr. Bluebird, Mount Mogan, Strike All, 11 to 1, 12 to 1, bar those. Yeah, they, I mean, this race really, in all truthfulness, almost doesn't belong on a, on a Ascot Saturday card. Um, a lot of, for want of a better word, midweek gaff horses are running this. Look, fair play to it. You know, connections of all these horses, you get a chance to have a winner at Ascot. I think it's a, mm. a, a massive um, in- incentive, but I've got absolutely zero opinion in this. The the only one I would sort of semi-mention, just because I thought it ran well here uh, last week, um, behind Celsius, was, was Phoenix Star, a horse who did win last season at Sandown in a very fast time and has run some big figures in defeat since. Um but I thought that was quite an encouraging run. Um, was run up at Newcastle the time before. Again, doing all its best work the other day here at Ascot over five. It looked as though for me, wanted six. Just didn't have the pace of the winner. And, and to be fair, that was a quite a good class four race. Celsius mm. took a nosedive into uh, class four company for the first time for a little while. So, yeah, for, for podcast purposes and putting something up that at least has run well in a similar handicap recently at the track, then uh, Phoenix Star is one to have a, maybe a semi-interesting, but... That is a game. That is definitely a race. I'm, I'm not even going to be bothering looking at from a ticket <laughs> perspective anyway. Can't say you made a great case for it, but uh, Phoenix no. Star there, 14 to 1. Uh, the one that maybe just, if, if you're really looking for something, you need Andy's insight, then that's the one to go for. Uh, three more races that we're going to cover here. Um, we'll at, all at Lingfield. We'll start with the Derby trial. But before we do, Andy, you know, a lot has changed um, in the last couple of weeks with regards to. to trials we've obviously seen the guineas as well um where do you see both the derby and the oaks market at this stage yeah a little bit um cloudy if i'm if i'm being honest i i, I must admit i thought new london um was going to be my derby horse had he pulled through his trial in um in with flying colors but that project has definitely been shelled um mm. i thought he might have gone to the dante act i thought that track might have suited him better and as it turned out Running him at Chester, 
even though they were trying to learn something, didn't really uh, go go in his favour. Um, he just looked all at sea around there and the favourite, sorry, the second favourite, changing the guard, just bossed him completely. I thought it was a really good ride by Ryan Moore. And if you're looking for a, a solid each-way derby back at the moment, I think he probably stands out as as being one of the most obvious ones, doesn't he? You know, clocked a mm. good time, looked very strong throughout the race. He's fairly uncomplicated. You can ride him from the front. You can ride him just handy. He just looks un, unruffled and unflustered type, doesn't he, changing the guard? Mm. Um, he's a really likeable type. And he'll still fly under the radar because, obviously, Stabber um, Companion Luxembourg will catch all the headlines, but, you know, we don't know whether he's staying mile and a half for certain. So, you know, we're, we're learning all the way. We've still got the Dante. We've still got the Derby trial, which we're going to talk about. One of the two trials here, then, everywhere. One at Goodwood, maybe a, a couple of French ones along the way. So there's still a, a long way to go, a nearly a month away now to the Derby, and a lot can happen between now and then. I, I haven't really fallen down on anything in particular as yet. Particularly as I don't know all the data yet. Well, yeah, I mean, they're changing of the guard 10 to 1 best price at the moment compared to Luxembourg, who's now 2 to 1 favourite for the derby. So that just goes to show exactly what you're saying in terms of, of Luxembourg maybe dominating the headlines. Uh, we'll look at the um, derby trial now, the 2.40 on Saturday at Lingfield and Walk of Stars is even money. I was told a, a, a kind of stat this week, and, and I mean, can, someone else can maybe verify that Godolphin have never won a Derby trial or an Oaks trial, which if that's true, given their dominance at kind of this level, um, well, not dominance, but their, you know, their strength, it, it is surprising. We obviously saw mm. New London being turned over as well. Um, United Nations, though, is 9-2. to two. Natural World, 5-1. to one. Uh, Zachariah, 8-1. to one. Lionel, 10-1 to one in this five-runner Derby trial. Yeah, I mean, this is um, a funny betting race, really, in, in every sense. I mean, this is a really, really short one, isn't it? Walk of Stars, who... <clears throat> um, had a good reputation going into his newbie race. He, he was only up against two runners. And in the end, he, he was workmanlike rather, rather than spectacular. The, the one thing we can say positively about that run at the Berkshire track was the time figure was very healthy because his stab and companion made the run in and made it a good test. Uh, and he, from looking like as though he was going to win two or three lengths comfortably, he had to end up being shaken up quite vigorously to only win by neck. So full credit to his, to his stable companion who, who forced him all the way. But is that run or form good enough? The other the other thing to mention as well is he, he hung left as well that day. Mm. He kept leaning in towards the rail and Buick was trying to drag him off his stable companion. So coming down the hill here at Lingfield and you know sort of hanging down to hanging down the camber into the rail for such a big horse as well. I, I, I don't like I say I don't really don't really want to be putting him up or backing him at even money. Um, away from the rest, then away from him, the rest had a decent bunch. United Nations ran well in the Epsom Derby trial the other day. I think he'll come forward like a lot of our Ain't No Brian's horses have. Look at Star of India. Yeah. And he beat one horse home in the uh, Craven. Uh, and then he went on to win very impressively yesterday. Um, talking of the Craven, and, and this brings me on nice, nicely, nice little um, <laughs> link there to, uh, to Zachariah. Mm. Uh, from the Martin yeah, good segue, lovely segue. I, I thought his Cresta ran really well uh, against Star of India yesterday at uh, Chester. Didn't get the clearest to runs through, um, but that was encouraging. But Zachariah, you look at him in the Craven. Um, he got badly outpaced, having raced prominently, and then he, he ran on again once he met the rising ground. He ran like to me like at least a mile and a half, or so certainly mile and a quarter at the least. 
Uh, and he did all of Amal to win as a two-year-old. He's by Nathaniel. Um, and, and that time figure for that Craven race actually makes him come out really well here. He comes out second top of our, of our figures behind Walk of Stars. And yet he's available to back at eight to one. Um, so I, th- I think he would de- be the route I'd be going down. Um, just like I say, just based on the prices, and I think the favourite's vulnerable, especially now you've handed him in that stat as well. <laughs> Zachary, it's one of those stats that surely is just inevitably going to come to an end pretty soon. Anyway, Zachary, as soon as you mention is... it, it'll probably come to exactly, an end. Exactly, exactly. Especially with an even money shot on a five to one shot in a five runner race. Uh, yeah. Zechariah is eight to one best price um, with a couple of firms, three, six, five hills, bet Victor among them. Um, into the Oaks trial now, Emily Dickinson uh, for Aidan O'Brien and Ryan Moore is a 15 to 8 favourite. Had a belt buckle for the John Gosden team, 4 to 1. Rogue Millennium, uh, 13 to 2. Mystic Wells for trainer of the moment and uh, 1,000 guineas winner uh, George Bowie is 8 to 1. Speak, 10 to 1. 14 to 1 bar. Nine runners at the moment here, Andy. Uh, yeah. Um... Again, another similar race to the Derby trial. Um, very lopsided with God's betting. We got a bit of a shock in this race last year, didn't we? I think 20, mm. 28 to one shot won it. And it, it smacks of perhaps that line is stri- striking twice again. I mean, Emily Dickinson is a nice filly. Um, I've seen her run both times. She was eye-catching first time out. The podcast I do for my site, I I mentioned her as a as a as a horse to keep on the right side of when she did win last time out at Nace, but she was, again, she was just workmanlike rather than spectacular. Time figure was just okay. You're very much betting on reputation here. You're betting yeah. Aidan O'Brien, Ryan Moore axis. If you didn't know anything about time figures and, and opposition, what they run against, the, the, you, you know, you'd be mad to take six to four. Um, I think there's a couple of interesting runners in this race. I actually do think Mystic Wells could have a chance to squeak here because she's won at Brighton. So she handles the camera. She went at, an amazing gallop for the grade the other day. I know it was only a handicap, but um, she really served it up from the front and stuck her neck out as well when in franchise. A horse had been in good form, came at her in the last furlong, saw her off massive distance back to a previous winner in mean, third, had won at Windsor the time before. Um, I, I, th- I think she's going to outrun her odds. I, I don't think this is the strongest of listed races, and George Boy's obviously noticed that as well, mm. um, hence chucking a horse in who. You wouldn't normally expect a Brighton win to come here and, and win a Derby, an Oaks trial, but because of the weakness of the race, I don't, like I said, I don't think he's barking at the wrong tree completely there. And the other one to mention is Rogue Millennium. We'll get a chance to see that form line of Rogue Millenniums as we speak on Friday because the horse chased it home. Exciting news. I, I think he's down to run at Ascot in the afternoon. So exciting news from the Michael Bell stable does win or run well um, 24 hours earlier. The, the form of that Weatherby win of Rogue Millennium will be obviously advertised. Yeah. Um, time figure wise, nothing wrong with the with the numbers. Much better than Emily Dickinson, and more predominantly, this horse has got lots of scope as well. If you look at her, she's a real big, strong, robust mare uh, with a touch of class. So I'd probably play the two against the field here, George. Um, Mystic Wells and Rogue Millennium. Mystic Wells and Rogue Millennium there for two up and coming trainers in Tom Clover and George Bowie. Uh, 13 to 2. I mean, I guess once you've won a, a, a guinea, you're no longer up and coming. You've already arrived uh, for George Bowie. 8 to 1. Uh, Mystic Wells is uh, there. Be amazing for him to have a an Oaks hope that isn't his guineas winner uh, as well. Now, on to the, the 350, uh, the final race we're going to be covering here, which is the listed um, Chartwell Phillies Stakes. And She Do is the 3 to 1 favourite ahead of Chicoya at 4 to 1. Ren's Breath, 6-1, uh, with Symphony Perfect, the same price. Pearl Glory, 8-1. Thunder Beauty, 8-1. to one. 
twenty to one Lola Showgirl and twenty to one Rosemary in Time. Yeah, again, sometimes these these listed races um, or group races for for fillies that, that that you can basically throw the <coughs> ratings out the window. Um, mm. Anything can win these races. I, I think you know fitness sometimes can give you an an angle. The draw can give you an angle uh, rather than actual sort of the supposed quality of, of certain horses. The one I quite like here is, is Lola Showgirl at the prices. I mean, she's, what, 18, 20 to 1? 20 to 1, yeah. 20 to 1. I mean, obviously, the Loch Nain camper in good form. Um, she's a Royal Ascot winner. She beat Stabber Companion uh, uh, Fifion, um, or Fion, um, quite comfortably, I thought, in the end, um, back in June. And, and her form subsequently has been pretty good. She was uh, fourth in a uh, listed race of the day behind a horse called Roman Miss, but that was a race that was chock full of good fillies. Roman Mister got previous form at Kempton, so it was no great surprise to see her win. But um, Potapova was second, who's highly regarded from the start team. My Astra, again, is a up-and-coming filly trained by William Haggis, who was well fancied on the day. And I thought Lonely Showgirl, who served in up from, from the front, uh, ran about as well as could be expected against that mob. Um, she's much better mm. than an 86-rated horse. So, again, I think the ra- her ratings are misleading here with regards uh, her price. And I think this track will really suit her. She's a horse that can attack with. So jumping on the rail from stall three um, might see her easily outrun her odds. So I'd be prepared to have a bit of a dart here at one and, and Lola Showgirl 20 to one will do for me. Lola Showgirl there at 20 to one. The final tip from Andy on this Saturday racing preview at Asker and at Lingfield as well. Thank you very much to Andy for sharing his time and his thoughts with us today. Hopefully a couple of winners in there. Definitely some value. No doubt about that at all. To get the value, do download the Odds Checker app. You can get the very best prices, free bets, bookie offers, place terms and Andy's tips straight to the app every morning of racing. Do subscribe to the Odds Checker uh, podcast on any platform as well and to the YouTube channel too to find these previews and plenty more content as well. Uh, Thanks to Andy. Thanks to you for taking the time to watch or listen to this. Have a great weekend. And as is always the case, please do ensure that you're gambling responsibly.